0: Uh, I'll take it. Uh, in name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Uh, Heavenly Father, when Jesus was here, he had a preference for the poor. He sought those who felt isolated, alone, and sick. And he commanded that everyone who follows him do the same exact thing. So Heavenly Father, help us to understand how to follow Christ and preferential pre- uh, preferential treatment for the poor, as well as understand like how we find ourselves and how it heals us when we treat the pro, the poor as if they were Christ himself and we ask all of this through Christ our lord amen. amen in the father son holy spirit amen okay so basic housekeeping things um i think next week there is no rcia but i would highly 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 recommend like you know doing everything you can in 2 weeks to make it because father Wallmeyer is going to go through the mass he is going to do a teaching mass Meaning, he will stand there and, like, let's just take one of the parts. Of, um, he's going to take, like, the bread. And sometimes you see that host being split by the priest. And it's like, what's that priest doing up there? He will stop at that point and say, like, this is what is going on when the priest does this. So it's a teaching mass. So in two weeks, again, no next week, but in two weeks, Father Wameyer will go through a a mass called a teaching mass. So highly recommend it. Tell everyone, tell other Catholics, tell non-Catholics, tell people who are like, you know, anti-Catholic to be there. Like, cause it is just so beautiful to see like the actual unpacking of, you know, what am I doing right now? Or what is the priest doing right now? He's adding a lot of wine and just a little water. What's that about? Uh, At the end, what is all this like purifying stuff that they're doing? So. Make it two weeks, like just cancel everything else, um, because it is so vital to just get a step-by-step instruction of what is happening at the Mass. Um, so that is my recommendation to come in two weeks with Father Walmeyer's step-by-step teaching Mass. Um, and if you're one who likes to dig a little bit deeper, um, there's lots of studies about why the Mass looks like it does. Uh, It has so many roots in the Jewish faith origin because Jesus was a Jew. And so he at the at the last supper, his first mass, the last supper, he changed everything. You're supposed to there's like four different chalices and the fourth one is supposed to represent something. And he changed everything. All of a sudden he, he went off the script of what he should and said, this is my blood. And everyone was like, what are you doing? You said, this is my body earlier. Now you're saying this is my blood. So the mass itself is, there's it's so rich and so deep. But what happens is, especially as cradle Catholics, we walk in and it's like, well, I know what's happening. The priest does this and this and this, but we don't know why. And so, yeah, two weeks definitely make that one. Okay, great. Help, what was the other thing? The scrutinies. Okay, so during the... Isn't it the three weeks before Palm Sunday? Got it. So the third, fourth and fifth Sundays of Lent, which are coming up this Sunday, what we do is there are specific readings for that. Um, I'm not gonna get into this is year A, so they're all the same, but um, every year the the church has specific readings that it reads for people who are interested in the faith or joining the faith, and they're called the scrutinies. And that usually has a negative connotation, right? Like, you know, someone scrutinizes you, like they're picking you apart. But the scrutinies just mean like a closer attention to detail. And they are, they include my favorite thing. So the gospels from the this week, the next, and the next. So the next three weeks are going to be the scrutinies. They'll be, can you kind of see this through the junk? Um, John four nine and 11 maybe you can kind of see that who knows okay um also being Catholic you have to have the jankiest stuff that you just like why don't they replace this yet there's no money okay um so you just get used to stuff like this anyway um so the scrutinies are the woman at the well the man born blind that Jesus heals and raising Lazarus from the dead each of these really unpack what's going, like the Christian faith, um, what it truly means. Here, to give you a sneak preview, um, we are going to ask that those joining the faith and maybe everyone, uh, well, come to the 930 Mass. The 930 Mass will always have the the scrutinies every year, um, but these are the ones where um, we kind of join together And those joining the faith really listen to these in a new way. What happens is the woman at the well um, has a progression of conversion. Uh, They're all about conversion. But the woman at the well was an outsider, um, without getting too much into it. Um, First of all, she's coming to the well at noon, which shows that she's an outcast. Because when do you need water during the day? You need it right away, right? She is avoiding people because, we learn later on, she has been living a way of life that's different. You know, she's had five husbands, so um, that promiscuity brought shame upon her. So she just didn't want to deal with people, so she came for water at noon. But anyway, here's this outsider felt alone, and Jesus is sitting at the well and has this encounter with her. And we see this progression of, I'm an outsider— to all of a sudden, by the end of talking with him, she's proclaiming that Jesus is the Christ. And everyone, should, she, she changes from the outsider to the missionary, saying, everyone, come to Jesus. So John 4, one of my favorites. John 9, the man born blind. Um, here it is. Jesus does something for this person. And everyone hates him for it, essentially. Like, I heard he, he healed you on the Sabbath. Like, that's not allowed. And, and he's like, look, I am I'm don't know what to tell you. He just, this man named Jesus healed me and everyone's accusing him and going after him. And he just had an experience with Jesus and he feels like it changed his life and no one else understands. And so it's a deepening progression of I change my life even if other people don't understand because I've had a contact encounter with Jesus. And lastly, Jesus raises his friend Lazarus from the dead jesus has three like friends who are two sisters and a brother the brother dies and and he weeps like that's the shortest pair the shortest sentence in the bible is he wept because it's it's just so powerful to see like jesus loves us so much that he even wept for his friend so here is the deepest of conversions um you know, with his a uh, friendship and then a raising from the dead uh, story. So those are kind of the scrutinies in a nutshell. Um look them up online as well, because I know sometimes I I talk and it's like he said a lot in that little bit of time, and it might not have been coherent because I didn't prepare it exactly, but um that's what we do here at church is the last three weeks before Easter we go through the scrutinies. So John four, nine and eleven, yeah yeah so, and for those of you online, um there is uh, you are invited to the nine thirty reserve seating, but there's no standing, there's no anything. You just get like uh, best seats in the house um to to experience this. uh, what else did you say that was very cool and important? Um, everything you say is cool and important, sorry, uh yeah, um, but yeah, so everyone's invited to the nine thirty. Um, with those uh, reserve seats. But again, it's just absorbing in a, in a preferential spot, okay? Great. Was there anything else, Mark, housekeeping-wise? Sure. You do, yeah, we could do that next week. Oh, well, next week there is no, But and then the two weeks is that. So what I would do is start thinking about, we have this tradition within the church that when you are confirmed in the faith, confirmation was the sacrament where the Holy spirit fell down on people. And so that's when they recognized that they are fully in the faith. What had happened was the apostles would lay hands on people and they would do things. Someone speak in tongues, uh, someone be healed. So these miracles would happen when the apostles, after Jesus died and resurrected, when the apostles would lay their hands on people to confirm them. The Holy Spirit would, you know, some like even come down on them, like at Pentecost. And what happened was, in in Scripture, we have some priests who tried it, and it didn't, it didn't do anything. But then, when the apostle went, uh, apostle was essentially the bishop. When the bishop went, then it did happen. And so uh, Saint Paul talks about, and then we laid hands on them, and the Holy Spirit did descend upon them. Um, so. In confirmation, we have a tradition of picking a saint throughout the church history to kind of be our, our connection, our sponsor, our person in heaven who is our go-to person, who I feel like I connect with that person the most. Picking a confirmation saint is something just maybe look up saints of the Catholic Church. Um, you know, or if there's something important in your life, say you are um, well, this is morbid but i'm fine with it um so say you're into archery and you're like patron saint of archery and is oh saint sebastian oh he was shot with a bunch of arrows for being christian um so um but like you can pick like a patronage like that or you can kind of pick personality um the big thing about the saint you pick it doesn't have to be your your sex um i know the first time i kind of discovered this was i was coming back to the faith in Omaha and um, someone converted to the faith and she uh, she picked Paul because it was because of Paul's writing that she became Catholic. So, you know, her name, her confirmation saint is Paul. So what we do is that kind of traditionally becomes part of your name. So my name, Nathan Joseph, and then my patron Saint Anthony Paul. So it's not legal or anything, but it's part of my name now because Anthony of Padua um, I liked him cause he was, a he was a preacher who didn't like preaching. Like they would say, Hey, preach at this. He's like, I just want to go read books. And as uh, you know, fifth grade me was like, Oh, I feel that, um, not want to do this or do that. I just want to go read books, but, um, but yeah, so pick a patron saints, look through some of them. There are some amazing ones out there. Uh, Teresa of Calcutta or mother Teresa, I'm going to bring up tonight, um, is a beautiful one. Um. Josephine Biquita, I love her. Uh, just look at look at some lives of the saints would be good. Any other advice on that, Mark? It's pretty good. Who's your patron saint? Michael. Nice. So that's a good one. Yeah. Ask Catholics. Who's your who's your patron saint? Um, that's kind of fun. Um, it's a good spot. All right. So consider that. Think about that. And what will happen is at Easter Vigil, um, we use the I get delegation from the bishop. The bishop says like i am doing this confirmation but i delegate that that authority to me uh his priest so he's the one kind of actually doing it i'm just there in his steed so i use the sacred chrism and i anoint your forehead and say be sealed with the gift of the holy spirit but i use your confirmation saint name and so it'd be like for me anthony receive the gift of the holy spirit so there you go it's not required if there's like i have no patron saint we would just use your name but it's a, it's a tradition within the church. Okay. Any questions about patron saint? I know that's kind of random, but patron saints, confirmation, be sealed, any of that? Any questions? Any random ones that you're like, I've always wondered this. That's okay. That's fine. All right. If you work up the courage later, let's do it.